0: Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Sonia. Welcome to the life as an experiment podcast to a shorter session of the podcast, um, which is our coffee chat sessions. And this is session number three. And today I would like to kind of talk about anger. What lies beneath your anger? Okay. Because our anger usually hides other emotions. And just to start off with a little story. Okay, so just recently, not too long ago, actually, a couple of days back, I was having a mildly heated exchange with um, a client in my day job. Okay, so um, they had assumed that my team had already started on the next task in the project when we had already told them that we needed specific information before we could embark on anything. So this was really communicated in a phone call. Okay. Um, Somehow or other, you know, they took it uh, a different way and thought that we had actually, you know, set off on our merry path um, doing things. So when she kind of realized that we hadn't actually started anything, because yeah, we, we said so, right? This set off a flurry of rather rude texts, you know, um, which they sent me and was full of exclamation marks, you know, um, interrogative questions um and and kind of just you know asking a lot of stuff that i've already said you know i've already explained it in the phone call um and it's actually very easy to get caught up in someone else's emotions you know in in times like that and respond in a very similar manner okay or you know especially when someone is being so aggressive and demanding answers like like they were okay it wasn't that bad it wasn't that aggressive but there was still a lot of like you know bullets bullet train kind of questioning like very interrogative style when that happens you know we can sometimes end up slipping into a more passive role um out of self-protection okay i've been in similar you know emotionally charged situations before um be it in my family or with you know previous friendships and in, even with you know very very incredibly difficult clients that I've worked with in the past in my day in previous day jobs my default response was to always feel annoyed I would get angry and defensive but you know well since i had already promised myself right to choose differently this year in 2023 i tried a very different tech okay which felt a bit uncomfortable at first so what i did was i just calmly explained the situation um to this client i didn't engage with all the rudeness i ignored all the questions actually but i just you know reiterated what i've actually said in a phone call and um and I said that, you know, we will actually, you know, carry on with the task once we receive all this information. And since we've already received this information from you, we would then um, start off. So a little while later, she came back. Um, she was a little apologetic, you know, and was attempting to work out some other solutions with me and all that. So, you know, it all ended off quite nicely. But um, of course, things do not always end as, as nicely as this, you know, especially when you have a certain type of clients involved. Um... But what I've discovered is that usually when there's a very extreme or overreaction to a situation, I'm just doing quotation marks here, which can't see. When there's usually a lot of anger involved and emotional outbursts, um, I found that over time, uh, from my personal experience, this is usually due to stress and anxiety that the person is actually experiencing. Okay, so not that, I'm not saying that it excuses the outburst, but helping to understand where it comes from sometimes prevents you from engaging in a similar way and then escalating the situation emotionally. Okay, so in this case, what I found out then later on was that this client was incredibly stressed out because the project involved another company, which they had to manage as well, the client had to manage, and who was actually the main cause of why the project was so, so slow. Um, they actually gave a couple of deadlines and was coming up really, really close um and my client actually had to deliver something quite substantial to the company that they were working with okay so throw in all the assumptions the miscommunication um poor knowledge of project management very little guidance on their end um uh from their from their own management and you know you get this whole cauldron of like emotions just boiling over okay so usually when you dig deeper beneath anger you'll find that it always hides frustration frustration when one's efforts or expectations are blocked okay that's where the the anger comes from but not all expressions of anger are warranted in my opinion okay there are way too many people who actually use anger in a very manipulative very entitled and controlling manner to get what they want okay i'm pretty sure we have seen some of these quite ugly examples in public before you know where customers are yelling at the service staff um, you know, treating restaurant waiters badly and stuff like that. You've seen it before, okay? So, uh, there's, there's a way of using anger correctly. I'm, I'm again putting quotation marks here in the air. Um, and there are ways of using it in a very abusive manner, okay? Some people also use anger, as we know, to exert fear and control, especially in abusive relationships, and also that's not right. Anger has a, um, I would say, a very interesting place in our world in terms of the emotional spectrum. Because I've long observed that it is usually expressed in a not-so-great manner, like what I said before, you know, in abusive relationships and to abuse other people, to be manipulative and entitled and controlling. Um, or it is actually repressed and not expressed at all, okay, because people usually feel ashamed or guilty that they are angry at something when others are not. Okay, so, and people want to come across looking that they are nice people, you know, they are not um, difficult people, um, they are not people that would, um, you know, have, they are not people that are too emotional, you know, and be the goody-goody person. You know, there's a lot of people-pleasing involved um, when we repress our anger, and this is coming from someone that used to repress my anger so much, it will actually explode. Um, yeah, story for another day, but... Um, when I've been acquiescing with something for too long and when a person kind of steps out of line, I just blow. Um, and that's not good as well because anger, when it's expressed in a very passive-aggressive manner, um, is not healthy. Okay, so to begin to form a better relationship with our own anger, it is important to actually start asking yourself this couple of questions. So the first one is, when do you feel angry? Okay? If you were to be aware of it or start taking note of the events or the people that actually trigger your anger and what was actually happening, um, what were they saying, what were they doing, what event was actually going on that uh, caused your anger, it would actually help you to, to see a pattern of um, anger trigger points. Okay? That's one. The second one is to ask yourself what other emotions are surfaced together with anger. This helps to build your emotional vocabulary and also helps you to get, you know, better in touch with your emotions because um, anger is very complex. Sometimes, like I said, it can occur with frustration. It can occur because uh, you feel sad about something. It can occur because of grief. It can occur because, um, you know, you feel roadblocked. You feel irritated. You feel annoyed. If um, you feel upset, disappointed, you know, these are the things that emotional words that you want to add to your emotional vocabulary so that um, you know as well, you know, what are the common, you know, emotions that actually occur with anger for you. The third point is, the third question is to ask yourself, do you express anger um, outwards? Okay to other people to yourself do you write it down do you do you do something about it do you um is it out in the world or do you leave it bubbling beneath the surface you know kind of like the grit your teeth and you know green and bear with it kind of um uh emotion right um is it expressed or is it repressed and if it's expressed um yeah. What sorts of what how do you find yourself expressing it? Do you shout? Do you um do you have to go for I don't know, do you have to punch something? I hope it's not someone. Um, do you have to re- release it in the form of exercise? Do you um do you like just have to rant to somebody? How do you express that? And if it's bubbling beneath the surface, how is it making you feel? Because when you're repressing anger, there's a lot of other complex emotions that are occurring with that as well because um, repressed anger um, actually feeds into resentment over a period of time. And when you repress your anger so much, it would actually um, explode out at very, very um, hair-trigger moments um, where you completely didn't expect it and you know it just releases. And um, that's actually a sign that anger has been repressed for too long. Okay, so healthy expressions of anger, of all emotions, are actually important to us feeling all the feelings in our human experience. And it's also incredibly important when working towards developing a healthy relationship with our emotions. Okay, so if anger has been a very complex like, emotion for you and you've always had a very difficult relationship with it, it's good to start working with anger this year and to start understanding what are its triggers, what, uh, where does it come from for you, how do you express it, where do you feel it in your body. And, um, yeah, and to start kind of noticing these things and these patterns. And over time, when you are actually more aware, um, because all these goes towards building awareness, when you get more aware of your anger, um, you also get more aware of, you know, how to actually soothe yourself when these emotions come up. Okay, and how to deal with situations like the one I kind of talked about, uh, you know, concerning my client earlier on. So these are all data points and use it well. And I uh, hope you have fun uh, with it. Um, our emotional, you know, strengthening our emotional vocabulary, uh, vocabulary and getting more in touch with our emotions is always, you know, kind of something that is always we need to do, but we don't always do very often. So I hope that this, you know, this exercise is helpful. So with that, this ends our third uh, coffee chat session. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And if it's helpful, forward it on to someone. Um, who is experiencing the same thing as you and um, as usual you know uh, i'll leave my my link to my show uh, in the show notes to my shop where i have a couple of books and workshops actually out so you can sign up for those you can you can purchase those and and you know if it's a topic that interests you um i'm also releasing a book on um you know spiritual healing and chakra healing soon and how it actually can help transform your life and that is coming up soon so do look out for that um I also have coaching sessions available. Um there are some sessions that uh some I've opened up extra spots this year. So um looking to work with new people and um looking forward to working with you if you're a good fit um and i use a very unique form of storytelling a bit of psychotherapy psychology and a bit of spiritual techniques all combined and tailored to your um personality and your needs okay so that is also pretty fun and i've found that i've enjoyed working with um a lot of my new clients that have come in over the past couple of weeks so with that um hope to yeah hope to you know um yeah, I hope to do another podcast episode soon, Soon, uh, one of these sessions. And I hope this has been helpful. And um, take care and speak soon.